to my uh, very honest opinion, the word resilience is uh, will be one of the, the most important governance words. It is already now in a sense, but it will become more and more visible in, in the future because resilience, uh, there's a lot in there. Um, it, it's about the fact that an organization uh, have a solidity and a preparedness, a readiness to change, be them slow or be them very uh, sudden interruption like we handle in business continuity management, for example. So um, this said, uh, resilient companies are stronger companies. They make the difference. Uh, and that is seen by, by many stakeholders, like governments, like uh, investors, etc. So it's very important. It's about uh, when you see it really macroeconomic, it's about protecting the economy and the, and, and the essential players in an economy. So it's very important. But when we come to the, um, I will now just focus on, on an aspect as coming back to your question about um, uh, the, the, the prote data protection and the privacy part in that. Well, they are really interconnected resilience and, and data protection because of what, if you look, for example, if you just look to the, the GDPR or even other uh, world standards like CCPA, um, in fact, uh, you see that if you cause an availability of data or loss or of, of personal data, you can have situations of data breach or compliance breach. And I don't invent that. It's written in several articles like Article 32 of, of, uh, of the GDPR. Um, it says that when we think of data breach, we must think further than the, the cyber attacks and the technical things that can happen with your data. It also includes loss of data and unavailability of data that comes from another type of risks, namely the physical risks that can happen to your company. And that includes everything, be it something of a natural disaster, something with a fire, something with a power outage, telecom outage, whatever. Um, it causes this data protection situation. And in fact, you, you cause harm to the, to the people, to the, to the data subjects. And this, in fact, says that you should keep it, you should take it in full consideration in your governance programs, both in resilience, business continuity, and also in data protection. And this is the, the, the right way to do. Uh, in fact, you, you, if you, we talk about business processes, both are important attributes. What is the data protection and what is the resilience uh, and, and you, you build the risk management and the risk response into your business process. That's a, a good way to go. That's very well said because since this word resilience comes in the article 32 on security of processing and it comes right after confidentiality, integrity, availability and resilience of processing systems and services and the ability to restore your uh, the availability and access to personal data most people tend to think of it as a technical aspects technical means however the technical means need to be complemented with or rather enabled by your governance your uh, risk management your compliance management say a breach management all those processes 
and that's where the resilience comes in so resilience is not in technical system it's also in the organizational aspect yeah. so very well said I, I absolutely agree on that Pinit. yeah sorry go ahead go ahead oh i was going to say so in practice the practical aspect of that if you have a disruption which is handled by people most of the time in resilience or business continuity management uh, like if you have an outage or some, a natural event, whatever, the easiest thing to do is in, in your damage assessment, just assess if there is a data protection, uh, you know, uh, consequence. So, and, and that is the link between the two management domains uh, because the, the people will handle the, 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 the business continuity aspect, disaster recovery, and the data protection officer can deal with with the data breach if there is any, and that is the right way to do. Yeah, yeah. Just adding. Well, that's resilience. There's another trend which we see in organizations talking about ESG, the environment and sustainability and governance. Now, of course, for most people, these are two very separate topics: privacy and ESG. But some of us, and especially when I was talking to you uh, a few days back, yeah. you see a bit of a correlation or intersection. Can you help me and our, also our listeners on how do you see this intersection of privacy and ESG and why is it important for organizations? Yeah, yeah. My honest opinion here too is that the, the two subjects are, are fully embedded with, with each other. And it's maybe more than my own opinion because if we look at at the law texts that are on the table, uh, you, you see it there, it's written there to my opinion, but let's have a look at it. Um, ESG, we all know it's environmental, social and governance, okay? Uh, what's in it, it's about, in fact, the, the fact that it's a company or an organization uh, is more than a, a financial given. So it's, uh, it's not only about uh, the shareholder anymore, it's about a stakeholder. Uh, so this set, um, it's, it's more than, than financial. It operates, it has environmental, social aspect and, and government governance aspect to its stakeholders. So and in that, the privacy is really an essential part. It's looked at. Why? Because it creates trust and reputation. Uh, there is nothing so important as reputation of, of an, an organization, okay, because it can harm the financial aspect. And one of the very, very visible things is that if a company is, um, in fact, has a problem or not handling well a data breach, that goes around very, very quickly. And that can give a, a reputational problems. And this is seen by investors at the time of uh, investing in, in, a, in a company, for example, of time of auditing a company. So they are intersected uh, with each other. Uh, mm -hmm. High level, th that's what I think. When we look into the, the subjects, uh, okay, ESG, we all know there, there will be a very severe, or I, I, I should say consecutive, consecutive uh, reporting on, on all that. But it also uh, entails some risks, like environmental risk, risk in the social area, ethical area, and, and gov governance risk. If you look into that, some uh, risks can create the disruption. And there you have the link. Because if you have a disruption, you have to handle this disruption. You have your crisis management, etc. Well, if you, if you don't 
if you don't handle ESG proof, if I can say it like that, that also will surface. I take an example, if you just a yeah. simple example, if you if your company has a fire on, on one of its plants and it pollutes the the environment uh, enormously with and it's not handling that aspect well, not handling the people aspect well, the people's safety and so on. That in in the past times, maybe that, that was, uh, you know, just wiped under the carpet and no one talks about it, but that will not uh, remain. That will be seen, discussed, audited, etc. So, uh, it, in fact, ESG is about all this and uh, the same counts for data protection. If you have a a huge disruption causing a huge data breach, you must handle that because uh, it's intersect with the social aspects very much, the government uh, governance aspect very much. That's my opinion. So there is no ESG without talking about resilience, without talking about data protection. Of course, there is much more like the carbon thing, etc. But those two subjects are certainly a, a driver, a lever on ESG. Okay. So that's interesting. I usually call ESG as environments rather than social as sustainability and governance. But I do know that ESG is also environment, social and uh, your, uh, what do you say, governance aspects. Yeah. But uh, do you see or do you expect some regulation in that context upcoming in few years? Well, um, if, I, if I may just hook on the, the, your last remark, uh, the ESG, when you, when you look, it's not, it's just for, for the sake of, of the audience and uh, to tell that it's not new, new, new. It exists if, yeah. if you look at the first roots of that, you can even go back to the, the years of the 70s, 80s. And then it became came the aspect of social responsibility, non-regulated most of the times. But everyone knows a, a company showing a, a good social responsibility and being ethical, etc. It creates a good image. If you like this, find the full episode of Fit for Privacy podcast on iTunes or Spotify.